Hello, friend. Thank you so much for joining us once again here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I recall some years ago, during my first official week of camp as a youth pastor, or whatever you'd like to call someone that works with teenagers, I told a young man that I was counseling that had asked me for some counsel. I told him very bluntly, because he needed to hear it bluntly, that if he chose to live for Christ, that I would use his story as an example all over the country if God gave me the liberty. But if he lived for himself, if he gave his life away on the altar of sin and pleasures, then I would use his story as an illustration to warn others away from that lifestyle. Well, as of today, unfortunately, he made some poor choices. It saddens me. But if it helps warn someone away, then by God's grace, I will continue to keep my promise to that young man. Today on the broadcast, Evangelist Paul Levine gets blunt. He does not pull any punches. He turns up the heat. His desire is to encourage us to utterly destroy sin before it utterly destroys us. Will you listen with a soft heart and open ears? Whose voice will you obey tonight? I hope many of you will say, boy, listen, I've heard enough preaching this week about sin And I'm going to make up my mind to listen to God's voice. And I'm coming down the aisle at the invitation. I'm going to get on my knees and say, Lord, I'm going to make a house cleaning when I get home. I'm going to utterly destroy the enemies that the devil is using that I've heard so much about this week that the devil is using to destroy my life. Or will you go back home and listen to their voice again? Will you go back home and listen to the voice of the Beatles and the voice of the, of the rock stars and the voice of Hollywood and the voice of the drug pushers and the voice of the pornographic gang? Will you listen to their voice or are you going to listen to God's voice? Say, whose voice are you going to listen to? It might be uh, drugs. Uh, in Denver, there was a young mother with a little boy about uh, 20 months old and she left home and and left her husband, if she had one, went to live in the, on a hippie pad. They must have had a big blowout because somebody called the police. When the police got there, they found this young mother sitting cross-legged in the bathroom, blood spattered all over the place, her little boy lying there dead with a hole in its chest, And the mother sitting there cross-legged with a piece of jagged glass in her hand, which she had used to carve and chop the heart of her own little baby right out of its throbbing breast and murdered her own little baby. The baby was lying there dead, and she was sitting there cross-legged with the baby's heart in her hand. And I, staring straight ahead, all freaked out on dope. Look, if that girl had any sense, in the beginning, she would have utterly destroyed that thing. But that thing turned right around and utterly destroyed her. And destroyed her baby, too. Now, you better be sure, my friend, that your sin will find you out. I don't know what it is that's bothering you. But whatever it is, get rid of it. Get rid of it. My wife and I went to a hospital several times to see a girl who had got messed around with dope. Now, listen. When we went to see her, we could talk to her, but we don't know if she could talk to us. I mean, we don't know if she could hear us. We don't even know. 
We don't know if she could hear us. If she could hear us, we don't know if she could understand. She was absolutely powerless to respond. She could not respond in any way whatsoever. She was lying flat on her back. Every time we went there, she was lying in that same position except the last time. She was all curled up and, and a little shriveled up, little thing getting, getting ready to die the last time we were there. But all the other times, she was lying in that hospital, were unable to speak, unable to move a finger, not even a finger, just able to breathe. They fed her through a hose stuck in her, in her neck right in here. She was lying there, flat on her back, eyes wide open and mouth wide open. When we went to see her, she was lying there. How'd you like to lie there all day, all night, all week, all month, all year, year after year? So far as we know, that's the way she lay. This dirty, wicked drug business had utterly destroyed her. She's dead now. But for years she lay there like that. It's no joke, young people. No joke. When God says utterly destroy, he means utterly destroy because if you don't, the thing you should have destroyed will turn right around and destroy you. That's what happened. It happened with that girl. Some kid came to me this week. He said, why don't you say something about cancer? Why don't you come in? Why don't you say something in your sermon about, about tobacco causing cancer? Well, I guess I hadn't gotten around to that yet. But it will. It will cause cancer. You don't need to believe a preacher. You can believe the American Cancer Society. You can, you can believe the Attorney General of the United States. Why do you suppose when you look at an ad in the newspaper, they got, uh, they got a little place on there that this product is dangerous to your health? Sure, it'll cause cancer. All kinds of cancer. Cancer of the lip, so they may have to cut away half of your face. I was in the hospital uh, when I was 14 years old. And next to me was a fellow like that. He'd had half his face cut away, and it stank. Oh, how it stank. It was horrible. Horrible. Look at that man with half his face chopped away. Cancer of the lip. Cancer of the larynx. You get cancer of the larynx, you know what they do with you? They cut your tongue out. Imagine reaching down in your tongue and pulling out as far as you can, getting a big old knife back in and slicing your tongue right out of you. And when you come to, you can't talk. You have a hard time eating. And I saw a man like that, and he had had his tongue cut out because of cigarette smoke. That constant bombardment of that cigarette smoke on his tongue caused the cancer of, of the tongue. And he had his tongue cut out. And he had a little thing, young people, it looked like a telephone. And you put part of it up on your larynx, and you grunt. He couldn't say words. Can't talk him with your tongue gone. All he could do was grunt. <laughs> Awful. Here. And this little thing that he had that looked like a telephone was supposed to translate the grunts into words that you could understand. I couldn't understand it. But the people where, where he lived could understand it. He was a man about my age. Here I was having a big time preaching the gospel. Here he was with his tongue gone. And uh, I read the newspaper one time, the doctor in New York City, every day cut somebody's tongue out. Every day. And that these tongues are cancerous tongues because of cigarette smoke. Sure, it'll cause cancer. It'll cause cancer to the lip, lung, and larynx. Um, and lip, uh, uh, larynx and lungs. You get cancer of the lungs, or you die a horrible death if you die of cancer of the lungs. You spit your life away. You drown in your own blood after a while. 
And, you, and, the, and the doctors who cut lungs apart say it's filth. It's filth. It's just like, it's like um, a filler on your motor, on, of your automobile. When you change fillers, you look at that filler and it's just, it's just full of, 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 of filth that's been filled out of the oil. And your lungs get that way. And if you think it's funny to die of cancer, ask somebody who's got cancer and suffering with it. Do you know that after a while, the pain of cancer gets to be so terrible that you, you, would, you would rip the hands off your, 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 off your wrists, climbing the walls if you th thought you could get rid of that pain some way. And after a while, the painkillers don't work and the shots don't work and they can't kill the pain. And you have to take it and take it and take it and take it without any relief until you die. And it may take a long time. You better not mess around with those cigarettes. They're no good for you. May God help, help you to slay them utterly. Kill them, young people. Kill them. Kill them. I'm talking about your enemies now. I'm talking about that booze bottle and that package of cigarettes and that, and that drugs, those uppers and the lowers and the, and, the, and the angel dust. I was reading about a guy that had taken some angel dust and, you know, it took six policemen to subdue that guy. They take this angel dust and they get supernatural strength. They got him down and they, and they uh, handcuffed him with his hands behind him and he broke the handcuffs. Boy, got to be something mighty wrong. Imagine what that do to your body. So look, young folks, if God's talking to you about something that you've been hearing about this week, any of these things, slay them utterly. Get them out of your life. Repent of them. Clean them out of your life. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's an unsaved boyfriend back home. Maybe it's that unsaved girlfriend you're planning to marry. You better make sure what you're doing about this, and you better break that engagement. You better settle that once and for all that you're not going to defy God and shake your fist in God's face and harden your neck against God and go right ahead in defiance, marry that unsaved boy or marry that unsaved girl. You better watch out. The word of God says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You better slay that thing before your life is wrecked. It might be those rotten rock records you got at home. And all those pictures of those rock stars that's on the walls of your room. Why don't you put a picture of Dr. Bill III up there, Ron Riley or, or Jim Stoutenberg or somebody like that. Why do you want those godless, wicked people's pictures up on the room of your, of your, uh, the walls of your room for anyhow? They're no good. They don't love you. They don't care anything about you. They don't care about your health. All they want is your wealth. That's all they want. They just want your money. Go home, young people, and utterly destroy. Hey, Saul, go down there and utterly destroy your enemies. Well, I'll do part of it. <laughs> I'll go home and I'll, I'll, I'll smash part of the records, but I won't smash them all. I'll get rid of some of the drugs, but I won't get rid of it all. I'll go home and get rid of the dirty literature, but I won't get rid of it all. I'll go part way with God. I won't go all the way with God. I just won't go all the way. And if you don't go all the way, if you don't go all the way, and there's a, a reservation in your so-called dedication, that reservation will cancel out the dedication. Okay, that was his sin. Is that your sin tonight? Are you sitting there and saying, I won't do what those other young people did. I'm not going down there. I'm not going to give up anything. 
You think I'm going home and smash my rock records? Well, look how much money I paid for them. I know of a kid that smashed 450 of them. Thank God for that. Boy, he's got what it takes. What if you have? You got what it takes to go home and smash those rock records? I hope you have. Well, friend, I'll say this kindly but little facetiously. If the brass tax preaching you just heard by evangelist Paul Levine offends you, then let me counsel you to take it up with Brother Levine. He's been in glory since 1996, but I'll also say, as the current host of this program, that I agree with everything he just said. Greatly appreciate your listenership. Join us throughout the remainder of this week as we learn about the dangers of incomplete obedience. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.